This episode of the show is brought to you by Panorama Painting on Mill Road in Addison. For all your painting needs, go to Panorama Painting today. Panorama Painting, putting a coat of paint on Addison for over a year. And remember, cash discounts available. Boom shakalaka. Welcome back to the Life of Sacker podcast with your hosts, me, Babby, Cicerelli, and this guy over here, Main Kuso. My friend, what's new, man? Oh, nothing. Just a global pandemic. It's unbelievable, huh? That's about it. It's crazy what's going on, huh? We've been self-quarantining at this house for, what, almost a month now? Yeah, it's been at least a month. I didn't realize how much I hated my family. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. You learn a lot about the people when you're around them for 24 hours a day. Uh, it's getting very difficult. My, my, you know what? My boys are on video games all day long. Mine too. And my oldest, the 15-year-old, he's like uh Airbnb guest. He's not part of the family at all. This kid sits in his room 22 hours a day. He's on the video game or on his phone. Just like my oldest. He only comes out when he's starving. He starts screaming at everybody, Where's my food? Like, we gotta just make it for him whenever he wants. And then you make it the food? Yeah, you make him food. Boom, he eats it. He leaves the crap on the table. And he's gone. Back in his room. Yesterday, I stormed into his room. I grabbed him by the ear. Pulled him down the stairs. I said, clean up this goddamn mess. <laughs> this kid's ratting. I don't know what I did wrong with this kid. He's ratting. I don't know. I hope it's just the hormones, because my 15-year-old, the same thing. Then I look over at my wife, and I realize why the kids are like that. This girl screams all day long. You're not the only one. And here's another thing about my wife. She tells me off for yelling at the kid, so I stop yelling at the kid. Mm-hmm. And then she tells me off for not yelling at the kid. What do you mean? I don't know. It's like she stacks the deck, so I have to yell at the kid. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel triggered. Triggered? What do you mean? Well, she tells me not to yell, so I don't yell. Then she proceeds to tell me all the reasons why I should yell. But then she says don't yell. It's just, it's really messed up. It's like she's at the zoo with a big stick trying to poke a tiger. And you're the tiger? Yeah, I mean, if you keep poking me, eventually I'm going to bite. Okay, but what do you mean by poking you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how do I explain it? Okay. Here's what a typical evening looks like at my house. I get home from a long day of work, and she's waiting for me at the door. And she says, don't yell at him, but this is what happened. <laughs> okay. He's misbehaving at school. His teacher gave him a detention. He came into the house with dirty shoes. He refuses to do his homework. He's been playing video games since he got home. But don't yell at him. <laughs> I ain't done. His room is a mess. He ate the entire bag of Doritos after school. Now he refuses to eat dinner. He says our dinners always suck. He got a D on his science quiz. He says school's for idiots. Don't yell at him. Wow. He threw the Xbox controller on the floor and broke it. He picks his nose and wipes his boogers on the wall. He kicked his brother in the face. He pissed all over the toilet seat downstairs. Then he went upstairs and took a crap in our bathroom. Didn't flush. No toilet paper in the bowl. So he didn't even wipe his ass. Holy shit. And finally, I explode. Madonna. And here's the thing, man. That didn't all happen today. I hope not, Jesus. 
Yeah, but she brings it all up as if it just happened. Huh. So what the hell's going on? Well, she pushes you to be the bad guy. Then you be the bad guy. And she yells at you for being the bad guy. Yeah, because sometimes I try to talk sense with the kids and that doesn't work. But I still try to talk sense with them. And my wife looks at me like, are you going to do something? Correct. And then you scream at them. Yeah, two seconds later I scream at them. And she's telling me off for screaming at them. They want us to do their bidding. And then they yell at us for doing their bidding. So it's a, it's a no-win situation. They wind us up like a doll. And then they send us on our way to commit the crime. Ha. Huh. They're evil geniuses. They want to look like the good mother. And they want us to be the bad guy. That's what it is. Dude, I think you're onto something. They want to look like Susie Housewife. And as soon as times get tough, boom, they throw us right under the bus. They are messing with our heads. Dude, it's like Vietnam. It's like Ho Chi Minh at my freaking house. Unbelievable. Guerrilla warfare. It's crazy. And then I got the little one with the ADHD. I don't know what to do with this kid. The kid is literally hitting the walls. Just boom. Right into the walls. Coming out. Going to the other wall. Boom. Hitting wall. He's hitting the walls. With a soccer ball? What soccer ball? The kid is literally taking his baddie. And bouncing off the walls. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm freaking serious. And you can't stop him? What am I going to do? Put him in a straitjacket? Wow. I mean, a couple days I just couldn't take it anymore. So I started coughing a little bit. Walk up to my wife and said, listen, I think I got the virus. I'm going to go downstairs and self-quarantine in the basement. Three days later, I come upstairs. Three days? Because there's no food left in the basement fridge. My wife's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, well, I think I still got it. Could you make me a Panzerati or something? I'm starving. And I went back downstairs. Ah, that's a genius. I mean, sometimes you got to do that shit. <laughs> you got to outsmart them before they outsmart you, you know? Yep. It's like war games. And we are not alone, man. I talk to a lot of dads who say the same thing. They cannot take the family at home. Yeah, well, those are the same fathers that are doing the TikTok videos with the family. The family TikToks. You're right. That's another point of contention with me and my wife. She wants me to do a family TikTok as if everything's peachy keen at the house. And you won't do it? I told her, you want me to do choreographed dance moves? Like in sync? Give me two new kids and one new wife and you got a deal. Oh my God. The only good thing about her is her cooking. Oh yeah. She's a great freaking cook. Fantastic. She's a, she's a very good cook. She's terrible at everything else. What about your wife? How's she at the pierogies? Yeah, we eat pierogi every now and then. How are they? I mean, she makes them from scratch, right? No, she she buys them. She buys them at the store. Wait, what? Your Polak wife buys pierogies at the store? Store-bought pierogi? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let's, uh, ne- next topic. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, anyway... Are are you getting any weird texts from your friends lately? Uh, what do you mean weird? Like lately, I'm be getting all these texts from my friends with stats about Corona. They got the inside track. They got conspiracy theories left and right. Everybody knows somebody. My friends know senators, congressmen. All of a sudden, nobody ever told me about this stuff before. Now that Corona's out, everybody knows somebody. Oh yeah, I'm getting like page long text messages with crazy shit. Yeah, like conspiracy theories and statistics all over the place. Everybody's got the inside track. Like like 
All of a sudden, I'm finding out my barber's a political insider. He's got up-to-the-minute info on corona. This guy seems to know more than the attorney general. He cuts hair. <laughs> and then the other day, at the grocery store, checking out, I get bombarded with stats and percentages. Are you a research analyst for Bloomberg or a bagger at the Jewel? It's crazy. What's going on? I don't know, man. And everything is getting so political. Oh, forget about it. I'm in a few different tech streams with some of the soccer dads. And one tech stream is mostly Democrats. And the other stream is mostly pro-Trump. Hey, wait. I used to be on those tech streams too. What happened? Oh, you got kicked out a long time ago. From both streams? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Better F. Can't take a joke. But it's funny, Bobby. When they talk politic, I always try to stay out of it. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I don't really align myself with either party. And honestly, I, I don't even know enough to put my two cents in. Yeah, how's that working for you? It's very weird. On the chat I'm on with the Democrats, they all gang up on me to show me how Trump is a piece of shit. And they wait for my response. As if I'm the spokesperson for Trump. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other chat I'm on with the Republicans... They basically call me a socialist. <laughs> like Trump is the new prophet. Bro, it all goes back to tribalism. Like we talked about on a previous podcast, pick a side and stay on that side. You're not allowed to veer. But I don't even argue against anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not 100% in, and they know it. That's true. And if you ain't 100% with us, then you're 100% against us. Bottom line. That's how it works nowadays. Pick a side. I cannot believe about you right, man. Of course I'm right. I don't know, man. Things ain't ever going to be the same. I think it's going to feel different for a long time, and then we're going to get back to normal. Some kind of a normal. And then what about these commercials? Which commercials? These pandemic commercials. Every commercial's telling me how times are tough. We'll get through it. This is the new normal. You want things to seem normal? Stop telling me how nothing's normal. Everything in life is getting so fake nowadays. Everything's fake, bro. That's why I love this podcast. Because we say it like it is, and we don't pull any freaking punches. Yes, but we're getting some slack from saying it like it is. Especially you. Lot of people talking shit. You know what, bro? Let him. Yeah. Let him talk shit. Okay. I'd rather be honest than to be a fake. Ma, you don't have to be fake. That's not what I'm saying. Just... No just. Watch what you say a little bit, that's all. Bro, what's the new saying now? You do you, and I'll do me. Ma, you go do yourself, man. Let's move on. L let's talk about soccer. You know, with this pandemic, there's no live sports on TV anymore. But one good thing is you get to go on YouTube and kind of research the old stuff. Are you doing any of that? Oh, yeah. That's all I've been doing lately. Watching old games. What are you watching? Just Milan stuff? No, not just Milan. I love to watch different kinds of soccer. Come on. Well, since Milan sucks nowadays for past like 10 years... Screw you. If you're trying to get into Milan, what era would you look at? Well, I would say suck is Milan. You know, it wasn't very hard in the late 80s to be a Milan fan. They had uh, Gullit, Van Basten, Rijkaard. Damn. Donadoni, Ancelotti, Evani, Colombo, Maldini, Costa Curta. Jesus. Tassotti, Baresi. Christ. I mean, the list goes on and on. Dude, that's power, bro. But the team I recall is the team from like 2003 
to 2010? Esho, Dida, Serginio, Maldini, Nesta, Cafu, Pirlo, Sedor, Gattuso, Kaká, Inzaghi, Shevchenko, Rui Costa, Yapstam, Crespo. Dude, you just counted those down off the top of your head. That's my team, man. I had no idea you were that hardcore of a fan. Oh, I'm crazy about Milan. Oh, what about you? You never really talk about your favorite team. Well, as you know, I'm a Chicago guy. And back in the early 80s, it was all about the Chicago Sting. And that team could go toe-to-toe with any team in Europe. Really? You could bet your ass on that. And just like you, I could rattle off a couple names off the top of my head myself. You can? You had players like Arnold Steffenhagen, Franz Matthew, Derek Spalding, Charlie Ficus, Patata, Rudy Glenn, Dieter Ferner, Teddy Kraft, Marcello, Davey Hussan, Ingo Peter, Brad Hall, Victor Nagera, Scoop Stanisic, Drago, Pato Marhetic, and Karl Heinz Granitza. Who? We're talking about household names. Back in the early 80s, household names. Forget about the New York Cosmos. The sting was where it was at. And we're talking about the not one, but two-time champion of the NASL. 1981 and 1984. Uh, how come I never heard of these players? Because you are not cultured in the game of soccer. Oh, okay. I mean, Pato Marhetic alone. The guy looked like Goldilocks out there. Long, blonde, flowing hair. Looked like a camet. Could barely see him. It was like a blur. He was so freaking fast. And Karl Heinz Granitza, that guy could hit a free kick better than Maradona and Pirlo combined. Please. Bet your ass on it. And another thing about Grunitza, best diver in the goddamn game. Best diver? Best diver in the game. And what nationality was he? Karl Heinz Grunitza was German. And he was a better diver than an Italian? Dude, I don't know his ancestry, but he was a better diver than Greg Luganis. Tu se pazzo. I miss that goddamn club. Yeah, but you know what I miss the most is the kids' soccer games. Oh yeah, bro, this, this pandemic is killing me. It's killing me. Staying home with this wife, it's killing me. Yeah. I miss the travel to watch our kids play. I mean, traveling on the weekends to the different Midwest cities, like Minnesota, Cleveland, whatnot. It was like little mini vacations. Yeah. I feel bad for the kids, too. Forget the kids. I feel bad for myself. (laughs) Me, too. But wait, aren't you still on bad terms with the coaches? Eh, I don't know. You think they'll remember? Uh, You tell me. Dude, I mean, what did I even say? Well, if I recall, our team was in white that day, and you said, Come on, white, kill those bastards. Yeah, that's it. What's the problem? My, they are 12 and 13-year-old kids. You cannot say that. Oh, what? They don't have smartphones? Like they haven't heard the word bastards before? Ma- they heard bastards. They've heard plenty worse than bastards. But you still cannot say that. And by the way, they were bastards. Come on. You see the way they were fouling? Those kids were bastards. And the, and their parents on the other side? Yes. They were white trash. Complete white trash. You don't think they heard the word bastards before? Massive shame. Come on. Just a, please, don't say bastards anymore, okay? Fine. But if you could hear the shit I was saying in my head, you'd be shocked that all I said was bastards. Bobby, if you could read my thoughts during the games, I'd be arrested. Exactly. They would call the police. And that's what I love about you, Mancuso. You're a psychopath, just like me. I'm not really a psychopath. You're a psychopath, just like me. Stop it. Come on. You and all the other Academy parents, we're all psychopaths. Stop hiding. And better yet, stop being fake. Hey, I'm not a fake. Everybody's a fake. 
everybody. How about when you were a kid? Did you ever go on these tournaments out of state? Are you kidding me with Addison? Of course we did. We went to Denver, Colorado, Detroit. We went to USA Cup in Minnesota. Went to a bunch of different places. Your little team from Addison? Yeah. Our, our little team from Addison was a national powerhouse. What are you talking about? State powerhouse. We were a national powerhouse. I'll never forget USA Cup in Minnesota. We entered in a higher age group, and we got fourth place in a whole tournament. 150 teams. Huh. That was unheard of at the time. I mean, you look at our team, we were totally disheveled. Everybody underrated us. And then we proceed to lay down the law. I didn't know. Those were the times of my life. Not to mention the girls at those tournaments. Back then, the girls' tournaments and the guys' tournaments were on the same weekend. So everybody was together. Jesus Christ, the flirtation. Oh my God, I learned about life at those tournaments. Life lessons. And weren't the parents there? Yeah, they were there, but they were on vacation. They were all checked out. Nobody was watching us. They weren't watching what we were doing. We were basically on our own. Oh, so it's nothing like the academies today? No, not at all. Now with the academies, you can't be yourself. Everybody's wearing the same uniforms on a bus and a plane. You got the academy director following your every move. It ain't the same thing at all. They're trying to act like professionals, Bobby. You cannot blame them for that. They gotta be kids, bro. They're 13, 14 years old. They gotta be kids. Yes, they have to be kids. Back then, those tournaments lasted four or five days. So that's the amount of time you had to make something happen. And the clock was always ticking. Ticking for what? It was counting down for when you had to go back to your normal life. So this wasn't a normal life? No, Mancuso. There was nothing normal about this. Bunch of preteen and teenage kids going to a different city, staying in a hotel with a bunch of girls the same age. Dude, the testosterone was at peak levels. And the pheromones? What? We usually stayed at a holodome where the pool was in the middle of a hotel, so the whole place smelled like chlorine. Yeah. The hotel rooms were all around the pool. So when you heard the water splashing, it was game man. We jumped in in our umbros, soccer shorts, forget the bathing suits. Wow. One time I jumped in in my white umbros, huh. see-through. I got out of the pool, you could see everything. Oh, gee. I didn't care. Bobby, you crazy, man. I was always that kid that walked straight up to the girls. My friends were all too nervous. I was like, what are they going to do, bite you? <laughs> and those girls were on the prowl too, don't kid yourself. They were looking for a mini four-day romance. And the clock was always ticking for them, too. By the last day, it was easy pickings. If you couldn't kiss a girl by the last day of the tournament, you were a loser. You remember the games at all? Uh, I remember one time, Louis' older brother brought his Ford Bronco truck with the Pioneer speakers in the back. He was blasting Van Halen during the game. The song Right Now. I mean, if that song doesn't get you jacked up, I don't know what will. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Hmm. And did you win that game? Did we win? I don't know. I don't remember. Probably. Hmm. It's not all about soccer at these tournaments. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's about girls. About laughing at stupidity with your friends. It's about stories. It's about life. Yeah, <laughs> life is soccer. It all goes back to that. My wife was actually telling me about when she was a kid. She used to go to Polish camp. It's very similar. What? Polish camp? Hold on a second. Let me think of a good joke. Stop. She was saying it was the highlight of her summer to go to the two-week camp. I'm sure it was. Two weeks with a bunch of Polak kids. Oh. Can you imagine? Stop. People listen to this, you know? Dude, it's a joke. Get over yourself. 
I'm just saying it sounds like a good time. I didn't have that experience in Italy. When we traveled for soccer, it was like the academy kids today with two or three coaches. They didn't really let us get into mischief. Your stories sound way better. Bro, it's like Peter Pan. A bunch of kids that had to fend for themselves. These are the memories that last the span of time. It sounds like fun. Anyway, so real quick, back to Milan. Yeah? I didn't get to see too much of the Milan from the late 80s and 90s. Should I get into that? Well, I don't know. Maybe nowadays it's hard to watch because it's such a long time ago. But back then it was revolutionary. Yeah? It was a real game changer. Uh, Arrigo Sacchi was the coach. And they played an Italian version of total football, like the Dutch. Every player on the team was an attacker. Every player on the team was a defender. Hmm. Before Milan, if you watched soccer back then, it was very dull, especially in Italy. It was very boring. Sacchi's Milan changed the whole thing. Well, it didn't hurt to have all those studs on a team. It could only happen with those studs. There are certain eras where a team or a player does so much to transform the sport that the sport itself is never going to be the same. Milan in the late 80s, early 90s was one of those teams. Uh, You know what? By the end of that era, it was actually difficult for me to watch any kind of soccer anymore. At least for a long time. Because it it just wasn't that impressive. Hmm. It took me maybe five years before I started to enjoy the game again. Yeah, you know what? That's like Michael Jordan's Bulls. When Jordan left the Bulls, when that era was over, I didn't watch basketball for like 10 years. Exactly. And now, more recently, like Steph Curry's Warriors completely revolutionized the basketball again. Yep, now everybody's shooting threes. These teams were ahead of their time. They were like outliers. The game didn't evolve as fast as these individual teams. Like Guardiola's Barcelona, the Tiki Taka. I never saw soccer played like that. They completely changed the game. It's true, though. When those errors are done... It's actually difficult to watch the sport itself for a while. Yeah. You know what? I heard a quote that went something like, um, a mind once stretched by a new idea never regains its original dimensions. What? A mind once stretched by a new idea never regains its original dimensions. Dude, you with these quotes, am I supposed to be impressed? By me? No. It's an impressive quote. I didn't think of it. Well, what the hell does it even mean? Well, basically it means once you see something new, you're never the same again. So why didn't he just say that? Uh, I don't know, man. Well, in a way, it's kind of like this pandemic. Now that it's here, you'll never be the same again. Yes, but after a while, things will eventually go back to normal. Yeah, a new normal. Yeah. Christ. No normal. You know what, though? I, I can't believe those soccer dads kicked me out of both streams. Uh, what do you mean you can't believe it? You were attacking them the whole time. Dude, I was just stirring up the pot. That's what you're supposed to do on those stupid tech streams, these people. But you saw oppositional. Bunch of prima donnas. You know what? Put me back in. No. Put me back into those streams. No. So I could give them a piece of my mind. Not gonna do it. Why not? Because when you get on those streams, you get out of control. You know what? You guys are a bunch of freaking sheep. I don't want to be in a goddamn tech stream. Okay. Good, good, good. Let's leave it like that. No. You know what? Put me on. Put me on the freaking stream. No, no. I'm not doing it. Fine. And that's enough. Fine. And now you got my blood boiling. Oh, that's all it takes? Jesus. 
do a couple of your breathing exercises. You'll be fine. Not now. After a podcast, you're a freaking moron. Sometimes, man. Sometimes. You love me, bro. Come on. You piss me off, man. I love you, man, Kuso. I love you, too. You and your goddamn garlic breath. Ah, fangul, va. All right, well, let's end this show. I got to go back to, to quality time with uh, with the family. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of, uh, I'm going to start to develop a cough. I think I got to go uh, maybe social isolator. a boy. Okay, thank you guys for listening to the Life is Soccer podcast with my friend over here, Bobby Cicciarelli, and me, Mancuso. It's ciao, 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 ciao. Don't forget to subscribe.